Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promoting for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. is no secret that my top manifesting hack is my daily use of subliminal audios. I mean, mostly because I'm lazy and I get to manifest in my sleep. What a goddamn dream. Who wouldn't love it? Subliminal messaging has been around for years. The Guardian published an article back in 2007 stating that scientists have found that subliminal messages leave a mark on the brain. And that's why everyone from Apple to Coca-Cola have infamously used it in their advertising campaigns. Subliminal stimuli are any sensory stimuli below a person's threshold for conscious perception, i.e. you think you're just listening to a relaxing piece of music, but boom, there are hundreds, if not thousands of powerful statements and affirmations beneath the music that you can't hear with your conscious brain. These affirmations can have distinct impacts on people's thoughts and behaviour. Choose from a range including perfect health, wealth and success, beauty and confidence, fertility, weight loss, meet your soulmate, peaceful and present parent, happy kids and so much more. Easily download onto your phone or live stream when exercising, cooking dinner, in the bath or my personal favourite as you go to sleep as part of your daily mindset practice. Go to francescaamber.com to get yours. What up, bitches, and welcome back to Law of Attraction Changed My Life. Now, this is going to be almost live. I'm going to be posting this about an hour after I recorded it. I'm so sorry that it is late. Do you know the only time, correct me if I'm wrong, but the only time I've been late in recording or uploading a podcast was when I unexpectedly gave birth a month early. And I think we can all agree you can allow that. I literally had babies coming out of my body left, right and centre. Um, but I have had the most horrendous, horrendous migraine that lasted for three days. I felt like I was going to die at times. And I woke up this morning and I just could barely function. And so I had to call my mum. My mum had to come over and take boat to school. It was a whole goddamn thing. But the thing I was worried about was... <gasps> I've not done my podcast, but don't worry. It is less than 24 hours late. Therefore, I don't think it counts. 
But something interesting when I spoke to the doctor today um, about this was because I was like, why the fuck wouldn't it go? Normally I take one of my prescribed tablets and it just goes. And this time it just did not go for like three, four days. And she said, do you think that your migraines are brought on by stress? And I said, yes, 100%. Like stress is one of the main things. In fact, if I'm arguing with a particular person in my life and they even message me, that can be enough to bring on a migraine, which is insane. But it has such a a visceral reaction inside of me. 100% stress is one of the the main reasons. And she's like, do you think you are stressed right now? And I was like, well, let me tell you, I have three children under five. I also have not had a maternity leave. Your girl's working every goddamn second of the day. That's an exaggeration, not every second of the day, but pretty much as soon as the girls nap, I am usually working. Um, And I feel very lucky and thankful to be able to do that. And I want to do it because it's a job that I absolutely love. But at the same time, your girl's struggling. Like, Lord knows I've aged about 10 years in about 10 months. I just have never felt more busy, stressed, under pressure and just motherfucking tired. And that's what got me thinking about this week's podcast. So I was actually going to do a completely different topic, but this kind of was just coming to me instead about how I've been working through my maternity leave um, and just shit is hard. Now, we are preparing for a new month in the book club. So around halfway through the month, in the last week or so, um, we begin preparing for which book we're going to do next. And it's weird, but it turns out that we are doing another financial book, another money manifesting book. So we did Rich as Fuck in May. And exciting news. I want you to hear it here first. Guess who's going to be a guest on the podcast? Yes, that's right. Amanda Francis, the author of Rich as Fuck and money mindset extraordinaire. She is going to be on the pod right here. Get excited for that. But actually, we've ended up choosing, we had a very emotional book this month, which was You Can Heal Your Life by Louise Hay. A lot of us cried, a lot of us laughed, a lot of us laughed and cried. This month, we've gone back to money and we're doing Get Rich Lucky Bitch, which was recommended by one of my friends. Now, I started to get some feelings about this and I started to get a little bit anxious thinking, oh, I'm doing two money mindset books in three months. Are people going to think that this is becoming too money orientated? Are people going to think that I'm becoming one of those law of attraction people that are like, you can become a millionaire in 90 days? Nah, that ain't my vibe. But it did get me thinking about how money is an incredible tool for us to be able to live our very best lives. And I feel like for women particularly, kind of feel the need to say that money wouldn't really change them and actually they can live their dream life without being super rich. But the book Rich as Fuck by Amanda Francis has massively changed so many of my viewpoints on money and it's actually, it's legit changed my life. The things that I've been putting into action over the last month or so, which I'm going to tell you a little bit about later, um, has honestly changed my life. But I also got thinking about how We often say, I don't need to be rich to leave a rich life. That is bullshit, Kathy. It's fucking bullshit. And when we're talking about rich, I'm not talking about living on a yacht, owning five homes, driving a fucking Bentley rich. I'm not talking about that shit. I'm talking about the kind of rich 
that so many women aspire to and we shouldn't even have to fucking aspire to this shit it's the kind of rich that means that you can pick up your child from school it's the kind of rich that means you don't have to leave your child in a nursery for breakfast lunch and dinner every day it's the kind of rich that means that you get to have more than 20 days a year that you get to decide what to do with your goddamn life you get to live where you want I managed to move out of London. I live in the countryside now. There's no fucking job opportunities here whatsoever. There's a lot of people that couldn't afford to move here because what the fuck would they do? But I get to do that. I get to spend as much time with my children as I want. I get to work the hours I want. I get to travel when I want. I get to work on my passion. I'm not sitting doing a job I hate. I get to work and build a brand of something I'm so, so passionate about. And that that is living rich. But all of those things, believe it or not, do fucking cost money because the cost of living is still there. And this is the thing. And this is why I started thinking about this. There's an incredible show on Netflix called Explained. It's a little series and it's all of these different things explained, obviously. The clue is in the title. And the one I watched was about the gender pay gap and it made me goddamn mad. So we obviously all know that there is a gender pay gap. You won't find a country in the world where there is not a gender pay gap. In Poland, it's one of the best countries in the world. For every dollar a man earns, a woman earns 91 cents. In Israel, that's 81 cents. In South Korea, it's 65. That's nearly half, bitch, for the same work. Equal work for equal pay. That's where discrimination, that's called discrimination. If you are doing the same job as a man and you're being paid less, that is plain discrimination. And that's just a small part of it. All women suffer from that. We also suffer from something where women's products are charged at a premium to what men's are. So there were quite a few studies done where the same razors, if they were pink and packaged for women, they were more expensive. We have to pay VAT on our fucking sanitary products. All of these things that are designed to make women spend more, but we also earn less. And as Hillary Clinton says in this documentary, you don't go to the store and get a women's discount. It isn't recognised that women earn less. And so we get to pay less. Nah, that ain't a fucking thing. We don't go to a bar and say, can I have a woman's cocktail, please? Oh yeah, that's two pounds less. It ain't a fucking thing. So up until the 1950s, there weren't many women in the workplace, especially white middle-class women. You didn't see them in the workplace. They were all at home doing their women's role, which was being a mother and being, you know, a housekeeper, keeping the house. And then women did start to go into the workplace. Up to 70% of women were in menial roles. It was all secretarial, cleaning, just basic bitch shit. And that's until the women's liberation movement changed everything. We'll be back after a quick break. Hi, this is Ross, the host of Smells Like Humans. Each week we talk about the curious things that people do. Fans say it's like hanging out with your funny friends. If you like lighthearted conversation, personal stories, and a hint of psychology, chances are we are discussing something relevant to you. Like relationships, dreams, phobias, weddings, work, cults, a hundred topics and counting. Sometimes silly, sometimes serious, but always fun. Please join us, because no matter who you are, we all smell like humans. Please click the link in the show notes.
But the one thing that remained was that women are still expected to do the majority of the work in the home and with the raising of children. So where we've been fed this line of you can have it all, you can have your career and you can have a family. What they mean by you can have it all is that you have to do it all. You have to do it all. Now, obviously, there are some exceptions to the rule. There are some incredible men out there that do way more of the um, the childcare and the housework than the women. There's a man at my school called Kevin and he comes to our church baby group and he's always with his little daughter. And I always think, what's Kevin doing here? Where's his wife? What does she do for a job? I have so many questions. And isn't that wild that I have those questions? Because I don't question all of the women that are in my baby group and that go to my daughter's school. I don't question them picking up their children from school. But I question Kevin because he stands out and he is the house husband. And I'm like, hmm, what is going on here? And it's because it's so ingrained in us to believe that men have a certain role and women have a certain role. And the problem is, is that we've now been given the liberation or the freedom to work, but we're still constrained to those same old ideals where we have to do all of this work within the home. So for example, take a normal couple that are both working full time. Women spend nine hours a week more on both childcare and housework. And if you don't have children, if you don't plan to have children, or if you don't have them yet, this isn't just childcare. This is also housework, life admin, all that shit that we all get caught up in. Women spend nine hours a week more. You might be thinking, Fran, stop making a podcast about this. It's nine hours. Get the fuck over it. Nah, I'm not because over a year, guess how much that is? Over a year, it's the equivalent of an extra three months of a full-time job. I'll say it louder for the bitches in the back. Three goddamn months of a full-time job. And for anyone that missed out on their little stat, raising a child is the equivalent of two and a half full-time jobs. Two and a half. Why am I ranting about this? This is not a gender equality. And there are some men that listen to this podcast. Hello, guys. I love and appreciate you for being here. I'm sorry, this episode may not be for you. The reason I'm saying this is because when I work with people or when I speak to people who have listened to the podcast and love it and they say, oh, I really want to do this, but it's just finding the time. I really want to work on my self-development, but it's finding the time. I really want to read this book, but it's finding the time. I really want to do a miracle morning, but it's finding the goddamn time. Do you know why, and 98% of you are women, why you don't have time? It's because of this. It's because of this. Our modern relationships and our modern family setups are robbing us of the opportunity to better ourselves, to work on ourselves, to work on our personal growth, to work on our personal development and to work on our financial future. Did you know that in the USA, women are 80% more likely to end up in poverty in their retirement than men? 80% because your life is a trajectory. Your career and your finances are a trajectory. There's a compound effect to these really small things. I mean, we just heard it right there, right? Nine hours a week. It seems nothing. It seems no big deal. It adds up to three months a fucking year. Can you imagine that over a lifetime? I beg of you, please watch this thing on Netflix or just Google the, it's called the parenthood, uh, the motherhood penalty or the motherhood pay gap. When a man has his first child, His income is not affected whatsoever. 
when a woman has her first child, it is massively, massively decreased. And then it might creep up in future years, but basically she's fucked for life. She's going to have 25% less money than her male equivalent by the end of her career. So yeah, there we have it. Motherhood is at the heart of the pay gap. Mothers are less likely to have promotions. They have to work flexibly. They have to work around the demands of their children. Meanwhile, a man will carry on working as normal and will get promotions and the pay gap will get even bigger as he gets more opportunities and she gets less. So the pay gap isn't so much about being a woman, although that discrimination certainly exists. And when I put out on my Instagram today, if you're not following me on Instagram already, what the hell are you doing with your life? I'm at Law of Attraction Changed My Life or I'm at Francesca Amber. My friend Natalie said that she only this week had applied to have equal pay as her co-worker at work that basically does exactly the goddamn same thing that she does. And I thought, that's insane. It's 2021 and we are still fighting for equal pay. I read this incredible article in Stylist magazine about two years ago and I tried to find it online for you guys and I could not find it. But it was such an interesting piece about how it's not just the gender pay gap, but it's also that women cannot afford to live in, say, sketchy neighbourhoods. So if you were a guy and you had to live in an apartment that was like cheaper rent, but you had to walk past, you know, down a dark alleyway or past a gang of guys each night a guy would probably swallow it and be like, do you know what? The rent's cheap. I'm going to do it. But for a woman, that's not really so much of a possibility. So we have to pay more for our housing. As I've already gone over, we have to pay for our own goddamn menstruation. We have to pay. I think a woman over her lifetime will spend £250,000 purely on beauty products and treatments for above the neck only. So that's face and hair. £250,000. Do you know what men are going to be doing with that £250,000? They'll be investing it. They'll be investing it in businesses. They'll be investing it in property. Women are having to spend it on their faces because society tells us we have to. Anyway, this is not a feminist raging podcast. Or is it? I mean, I don't know. Are we happy for it to be? There is a point to this, though, I promise. It's the fact that We all want to work on our goals. We all want to work on our self-development. We all want to work on our personal growth. We all want to work on building our wealth and our finances. And it is a fact that as women, that's you and me, it's a majority of these listeners, we are unable to do that as freely as men are. And that has pissed me off. Also, on a side note, my friend, we'll call her Charlie, I went out for dinner with her the other week and we were talking about joint bank accounts. And sorry if you're on the Patreon, I think I've already spoken about this. I know I'm repeating myself, but I still can't believe it. So we were talking about joint bank accounts and I was saying that I could never have a joint bank account with a man. It's like a real issue for me. It's something that I'm working on overcoming in my quest to find my soulmate. And she said that she earns less than her partner. I don't know if she works full-time. I'm not too sure. I I assume they both work full-time. I'm not sure. But she earns less than her husband. So they have a joint bank account where all of her money, her entire salary goes into, but he just deposits the equivalent and then keeps the rest for himself. Can we just all let that fucking sink in? I was fuming when I heard this. I was so mad. But I mean, to make it fair, her sister actually pointed out that her and her husband 
deposit like they deposit their entire salaries she actually earns more than him and it's all very lovely but I was so mad at this and I've heard it time and time again through different people where this basically this same thing is happening or that men earn the majority of the money the women are left looking after the children and women will end up financially screwed let's remember that one in two marriages does end in divorce is it one in two or is it one in three I don't know whatever it is the odds ain't good You don't want to end up a woman in poverty in your retirement. Now, before you click off this podcast thinking, Fran, I'm depressed. I don't trust any men. I'm going to be poor for the rest of my life. No, you're not. This is why I am focusing on finances for yet another month and doing a whole money mindset book. Now, I did promise to tell you my real takeaways from the Rich as Fuck book that we did back in May. If you are interested in this book, I'll leave a link down below. Or if you want to join the Patreon and do this book as a whole month, like a podcast thing with me, then by all means, I'll leave the link as well. It truly changed my perception on so many things to do with money. One thing I learned was to not put the power to earn money on something or someone external to yourself. Now, we've all done this where you think, oh, if my rich boyfriend leaves me, I'll never be able to survive. Or maybe if I meet a rich man, I'll have the life of my dreams. Or I know when I had my business, I used to think, oh my God, I'm never going to find a job that pays me as well as spray tanning and lashes. Because you better believe if you want to get into a lucrative business, spray tanning and lashes is lucrative. And I used to get really scared and think, what if one day they make lashes illegal? Or what if one day they close down salons? And I mean, fucking pandemic happened. That's exactly what goddamn happened. And what the book taught me is that the power to create wealth time and time again, it's inside you. It is your mindset. So it doesn't matter what happens in your external life. It doesn't matter if you get divorced. It doesn't matter if you become a single parent. It doesn't matter if you lose your business. If you have that many, many, if you have that money mindset, that wealth mentality, you will always, always find a way to make it back. It's not your job to think of the how. It is your job to be a vibrational match for wealth. Now, this happened to me just last year. I know I bang on about it, but you know, like I said, I had a thriving business doing hair. uh, I didn't do hair and beauty. I did beauty. I did lashes and tans in London. It was a fantastic business. It's a business I'd had for many years. It was all finely tuned. I had a Airbnb apartment that I would Airbnb on the weekends and then I'd work during the week at the salon. It it would be great. I earned great money and I was so happy with my life. And I think that's why when the lockdown happened, I took it so hard because I truly had built a life that I loved so much. And I will admit to you, I spent a certain amount of time wallowing in the sadness of losing that. But due to my abundant mindset, my open mindset, I was able to regain everything that I had lost and then some through completely different means that I couldn't have even imagined. I couldn't have even thought was possible. And so you will often find this with people that have like a multi-million pound business. They can lose everything and within a year or two, they've built up the exact same wealth again. It's all to do with their mindset. The second thing that I learned from the book Rich as Fuck And this was a real game changer for me. Now, in the words of PDD, more money, more problems. I always believed that having money would be difficult. I don't mean difficult to acquire. I thought it would be hard work, like it would make things in my life harder. And that might sound wild, but 
that is truly a limiting belief that I had and I don't really know where that came from and actually through doing this book sorry that somebody just called me for a spray tan um and now I've completely forgotten where we are. Oh, yes, that money makes things harder, not easier. Now, there's an entire chapter in the book all about this. And Amanda is very frank with us. She says, I've been poor and I've been rich and I choose rich every goddamn time. Money solves problems. It makes things easier. And I was like, fuck, this is a revelation for me. It may sound so simple. And listening to this now, you might think, Fran, this is not even like you're not telling me anything new. But for me, this was a massive energetic change in my attitude, in my mentality. And when I started to look around in my own life, I thought, yeah, those months over the whole lockdown where I had no money, it was fucking tough. But now that I'm back to earning my full potential again, it has made life easier. I was able to just go into a car showroom and just buy a car in cash. I could buy it outright. It means I no longer have to fucking struggle trying to get my stupid pram my stupid boot that didn't fucking fit it was killing my back to do that on a daily basis that was a struggle doing that every day now I don't have to do that anymore it's easy a a click of a button it's in there it's fine everyone's winning speaking of my back since having the twins my bones are all out of fucking place and there's this incredible woman that lives near me in Lincolnshire and she has a God's touch. I don't know what the fuck she does, but she literally can cure my back of my, and my pelvis and all of my aches and pains I've had from carrying twins. Now, that is something that that pain would cause me massive problems. And in the past, I would have just relied on painkillers, which obviously isn't good for you. I can now afford to have this woman just come to my house once a month. Even if my back isn't feeling particularly bad, it's like a maintenance thing. I have her come, align me, do all that jazz. I have builders working on my house right now, making my house bigger because God knows this house is too small to have three fucking children in. It's making my life so much easier. The reason I'm able to podcast right now is because I have a nanny that's taken the children out to a lovely little toy library and they're having fun and playing with other children and I'm getting a little bit of time to work on my business and work on myself. That's a fucking luxury. I have a cleaner that comes once a week and does all the jobs that I don't want to do. That's made my life easier, not harder. And I met up with a girl the other day. She's from one of my baby groups and I think she's my new friend. And she's very similar to me in a lot of ways. We both are working through our maternity leaves. We're we're both like business bitches. And she was like, you need to outsource more. I don't know how you're still standing. Why are you trying to do everything yourself? You need to outsource. And so something that was worrying me and would literally like eat away at me at night and I'd panic I was doing it wrong is my accounts. I have an accountant that submits my tax return, but what she was like, I said, no, you need a bookkeeper. You don't need an accountant. You need a fucking bookkeeper. And I was like, you're so right. It's £150 a month. I'm doing it, bitch. I'm doing it because think of how much free time and bandwidth and mental energy I will have from being able to outsource that. Now, those are a few little examples that are in my life right now where having the freedom of being able to spend some money is literally making my life easier. How could I have ever thought that this would make my life harder? How? How would more money make my life fucking harder? I spent 36 years thinking that. It's fucking wild. The next thing I learned, and probably the most important thing I learned from Rich as Fuck, was all about energetic minimums and maximums. Now, she has this theory that we all have a wealth 
energetic minimum and maximum, an amount that is in our account. And you ask yourself this question now. Do you seem to find yourself with the same amount of money in your bank at the end of each month or at the beginning of each month? Or, you know, when it's low, it's this amount. When it's high, it's this amount. It always seems to be around the same amount, right? Even no matter if you earn more or less. Those are your energetic set points. Now, there are people that cannot imagine earning over a certain amount of money. And then once you consciously decide to change your energetic set point, you can increase it, you can double it, you can do whatever you want with it, whatever feels true to you. Now, I remember years ago, my husband doing this exercise with me and saying, how much would you like the salon to earn in a week? What would be your absolute ideal? And when we set a number, sure enough, that week it actually happened. But the most incredible thing was that once it reached that point, I found it very hard to earn less than that because it was just my new energetic set point. And likewise, with your minimal set point, what is the least that you are willing to earn? For some people, they can't imagine having less than $100,000 in their bank account. For some people, they can't imagine having less than $100 in their... Sorry, why? I'm from England. Why am I saying dollars? It's because I've been reading an American book. £100 in their bank account. For some people, they can't imagine going into their overdraft. For some people, they can't imagine exceeding their overdraft. For some people, they can't imagine getting an eviction notice. For some people, they can't imagine losing their house. There are some people, they are all on that scale. They're all on that spectrum. And it's really what you are willing to accept in your life that is going to be coming to you. Now, I think that about buying this house. I always knew that I didn't want to live here as it was. That was never my intention. I always knew that if I lived here, it was going to be a short term stepping stone house and that it was going to be extended. I couldn't live in it as it was. And despite losing every bit of income that I'd grown used to earning, here we are a year later and I'm literally having the extension done that I always talked about. That's because that is my energetic set point. Does that make sense to you? I hope that I'm explaining this well. If not, like I said, you've got to read the book. It will change your goddamn life. Let me just read this little paragraph to you from the book. As you lock in new beliefs for how life and money work for you, you will be guided, directed and inspired to do, see, ask, have and be in a different way than you previously were. If you stay with this work and keep believing that greater things are possible for you, further steps, new motivation, fresh ideas, smarter ideas and so forth always come. That doesn't mean you wait around. That means you do what you want to do, feel led to do, know to do, would like to do and trust yourself as more steps and actions cross your mind. The ways will present themselves. It's your job to pay attention and act. I don't like limitations. I'm fully unavailable for them when it comes to money. Now, this is another thing that Amanda Francis has a habit of saying, and I love it. And I've started using it in my everyday life, much to the annoyance of the people around me, is I say, I'm sorry, I'm unavailable for that situation, or I'm unavailable for that opinion, or I'm unavailable for this situation. I am not energetically available for certain outcomes. It's very freeing. You've got to read the book. You're going to love it. And finally, the last thing I learned in this book was all about releasing money and circulating. So 
there's a big difference between spending with a bad energy and spending with a good energy. So in the past, if you're spending things on boring shit like bills or things that you have to pay, you might have a negative frame of mind about that. The best thing to do is to automate it because then you don't have to have to think about paying them. It just all comes out automatically. But another great thing to do, if you've ever done um, the 28 day process, the magic, this will be very familiar to you. And it's when you're paying for bills, think about the service that you've exchanged in return for what you are paying the bill for. So for example, you might think water, that's a fucking shitty thing to pay for. Imagine living life without water. What would you drink? How would you shower? When I first moved into this house, I literally had no fucking hot water for about a month and I had to have prison showers and it was fucking horrible with a mop bucket. So trust me, go without water for a day and you will feel truly thankful for that water. Now on the other end of the spectrum is potentially really exciting purchases, a new car, a designer handbag, um, something nice for yourself, a spa day. Now, if you're anything like me, in the past, I would feel incredibly guilty for spending on these things and felt like it was a waste that I shouldn't spend this money on myself. That again is a negative um, release of money. It's like you've got the money in your claws and someone's trying to rip it out and you're like, no, give it back. Nah, you don't want to do that. You want to be freely releasing money, knowing that any money you release will be replenished back to you. Now, I put my money where my mouth was just recently since reading this book, and I'm sure I'm repeating myself again, but do you know what? Allow ago, I've had a three-day migraine. I've probably lost some brain cells. I saved up the money for my building work. The builders are here every day doing it. They're probably about halfway through by now. And I decided to simply spend half of that money on a car. I could have got it on finance, but I decided to just buy the car outright. Now, in the past, I would have felt very bad about that and would have been like, oh my God, how am I going to get the money back for my building work? They're literally here. They're doing it as, I hope they don't hear me out there. They're probably thinking this bitch can't pay. Um, but like, I that would have freaked me out. But I know now that releasing that money out and feeling good about it, and I feel very good about my car purchase, means that that money will come back to me really easily. That money will be replenished. I don't even have to worry. By the time I have to pay the builders, it will be there. It ain't no thing. So really start to recognize when spending and releasing money and circulating money feels good for you and when it doesn't. Um, I have also started doing charitable donations every month. So last month I donated £100 to, I think it's called Steps for Change or, or Footsteps or something. And it's a it's a charity in Brooklyn that helps women escape basically husbands and shit. It's a great charity. Look it up. And then just this morning, I got an email from my daughter's school saying we've got an Amazon wish list for um, we want to like fundraise for books in the school. And I was like, this is my jam. I have a book club. Um, I'm passionate about reading. I'm passionate about children reading. I'm passionate about children writing. This is fantastic. I went ahead and ordered £80 worth of books for the school. And I'm like, I felt great about that. I felt so great. And it's all being done in the name of my book club. Any donations I make are always in the name of the Patreon book club. So thank you, book club bitches. Um, I will also be doing a donation to a uh, women's refuge that I did promise I would do because this kind of just came up and I was like, I've got to do it. So I'm going to do both this month. But as I said, all donations are in you guys's name. Thank you to everyone that supports the pod. And that was a great release of money. I didn't release that money feeling like, oh, <gasps> 
I'm a single mum. I shouldn't be doing this. I shouldn't be spending £80 on books. This is ridiculous. Like, who does this? No, I just let it go and said that money will be replenished back to me. The universe will thank me for doing that. And it is a real energetic change of mindset. Now, something that the book also kind of focuses on is that there are layers of wealth. And there's always this kind of idea that there isn't enough to go around, that not everyone can work for themselves. Not everyone can be rich. Not everyone can do this. Not everyone can do that. Yes, you can. There's layers of wealth and wealth means something different to all of us. For me, growing up on Canvey Island in Essex, where most fuckers get up at seven o'clock every morning, get on the train to London, work in London all day, come all the way home and don't get home till seven or eight o'clock at night. Wealth to me is being able to be free with my time and my energy and where I live. I don't have to commute on a train. I don't have to be working in a nine to five. For me, some people that might be like, uh, that's pretty basic. But for me, that is the equivalent of wealth to be able to wake up in the morning and spend the day with my children and be able to do what the hell I like, pretty much within reason. That is wealth to me. There are so many layers of wealth. And let me just tell you this to just give you a bit of an example. If someone's a millionaire, say that's, that million is in seconds. A million seconds is 12 days. So if you earn a pound a second, it would take you 12 days to earn a million pounds. But how about a billion? There's a lot of billionaires in this world. I think Kylie Jenner's one of them a lot of billionaires. Guess how long it would take you if you earn a pound a second, how long it would take you to earn a billion pounds. So a million was 12 days. A billion is 31 years. 31 goddamn years. Not days, not weeks, not months, years. So there are billionaires out there. There are multimillionaires. There are people that just want to quit their job and pick their goddamn kids up from school. There are layers of wealth and they are all accessible to us. It just depends on your mindset. Anyway, the point of this episode was please make time for yourself. Please make time for your personal development. Please make time for your goals. Please don't let life slip you by because you're busy. I feel you. If you're sitting there thinking, but Fran, I don't have a second in my goddamn day. It doesn't matter how many productivity tools or, you know, whatever I put into place, I hear you. And the reason for that is because we are, as women, we are expected to work like we don't have children and be a mother like we don't have to fucking work. And it is goddamn impossible. It's time that we demand change. It's time that we demand equal pay equal care, equal fucking work from our partners, if you have one. And if you don't want to do it for you, do it for your daughters. I hate the thought that my daughters are born with this expectation that they are going to earn less and do more work than their male counterparts. I fucking hate that. And I'll do everything I can in my power to change that. So anyway, that's all I'm saying. There is time to work on yourself. There is time to work on your goals. There is time to do all of these things that you need to do for yourself. But only if the men in our lives will step up, recognise that there is an inequality and make it right. That's all I'm saying, bitches. There is a great Instagram account called The Female Lead. It is incredible. It has loads of great content. It has loads of great facts and statistics. So if you're feeling angry at your partner and you want to prove a point, you can tag him in those posts and be like, look at this bitch. Um, It's a great Instagram account. I highly recommend you follow them. But if you don't want to follow them, you can follow me. I'm at Law of Attraction, changed my life. And I'm also at Francesca Amber. 
if you want to see me just living my best life, um, my beautiful girls, doing a home renovation, all that usual Instagram shit, to be honest. Um, Thank you for listening. If you like this podcast, please, please, please do rate, review and subscribe. It makes such a difference to the podcast. If you can't support the pod in any other way, then at least doing that is incredible. Thank you so much. And I promise I will never, ever be late again unless, I don't know, unless something crazy happens. Do you know what, though? It was actually quite nice. Where I'm a woman that lives alone, I do have this fear that what if I drop down dead one day and no one would know and then my three children would just be trapped in my house. I mean, Bo's old enough now. She could probably get out of the house and tell someone. But it it was always a fear for me. And my ex-husband and I would say, like, you know, if you haven't heard from me for a day or so when you've got Bo, just check in on me. This morning when I did not upload my podcast on time, you better believe I had something like 30, 40 messages from people being like, Fran, are you okay? You've not uploaded a podcast. Are you alive? So if I ever die in the future and I'm just like laying dead in my bedroom, I know that you book club bitches and you podcast bitches, you will have my back and you will find out what's wrong with me. So thank you, thank you, thank you. I'm very grateful for that. Um, Like I said, yeah, if you want to join the book club, we are starting a new book on the 1st of July. It's called Get Rich Lucky Bitch and it's by, what's her name? She has a great Instagram account as well. Her name is Denise Duffield Thomas and she has a great Instagram all about Uh, money mindset, energetic money making, all that kind of jazz. So if you're into that, go and give her a follow. Um, And I will see you next week for another episode. The law of attraction has changed my life. It's going to change yours too, bitch. Go and get that equal pay. Bye. What up, bitches? It's no secret that reading has changed my goddamn life. I think it's incredible that people put their entire life's work, their teachings into a book that often costs less than £10. It's incredible to me. And I am so thankful to all of the authors that have helped me on my self-development journey. And, you know, I have the UK's biggest self-development book club. There's over 3,000 of us reading along each month. But maybe you're thinking, Fran, I ain't got time to read. Who do you think I am? Barbara Cartland? No, you are busy. You are girl bossing it. You are living your goddamn life. And I get that. I see that. I hear it and I value it. And that's where Audible can come in. If you find yourself only with the time to be able to listen to something, but to not sit and physically hold a book, maybe you have a physical job like um, cleaning or whatever, where you are using your hands, or maybe you're a crafter. And you want to be able to just listen to something and to learn on the go. Or maybe you're driving a lot and you're able to listen to a book, but you know, it's illegal to read a book and drive, bitches. Don't try it. Then Audible may be for you. I have a 30-day free trial that you can have a little go at and see if it's for you. You can download millions of books to your phone or to your laptop or whatever you fucking want and listen to it wherever you are. Um, So check it out. Um, I'll leave the link down below. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. 
add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.